<laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Love Fruit Pod. Today, my guest comes to us from Hungary, and that's Laszlo Nagy. And Laszlo has a lot of experience with the raw food movement and raw food lifestyle, and is a Hippocrates health educator. Has been has been educated by the Hippocrates system, but um, and and formed a publishing company to bring more information to Hungary around living foods and the raw foods lifestyle, and um, but has also uh, at one point moved more towards the eight to ten ten style approach of a low-fat, raw vegan diet, a fruit-based diet. And I I remember meeting you, Laszlo, at the Slovenia Fruits and Health Festival. That's correct. Nearly nine years ago. And I remember how you, uh, when Doug Graham was speaking and you were laughing so loud. At <laughs> and then I saw you at the Woodstock Festival. So you're someone that loves to travel and learn and, and go deep into this. So... I look forward to learning a bit more about you today and, and more from you. Uh-huh. Is there anything you'd like to say about yourself as an introduction? Hi, Ronnie. Hi, everyone. Uh, yes, I born in Hungary, 1964, so I'm 58 this year. And uh, I got into the raw living food movement by the Hippocrates Health Educator course, nine weeks in West Palm Beach, Florida. My blood work... Uh, basically in 2008 was disastrous when I went back to Hippocrates just for a checkup and then two years later a friend uh, gave me Doug Graham book and he said I wanted to know your uh, you know feedback because this is your alley and I already published the book book publishing I already founded the book publishing company in Hungary published or the Hippocrates had the Hippocrates movement, the living food, Brian Clements and Vig Moore's, Victoria Skulvinska's books. And, um, and basically when I read the 801010, I realized, wow, this is like, like almost like the missing link, what I was missed because I always loved fruit. I, I was always hesitant to accept the approach of the Hippocrates uh, basis of fruit is not, not ideal for human consumption. So when I went to the uh, the Slovenian Fruit Festival where I met you, it was a mind-blowing experience, clearly, about seeing someone who's fit as a needle and, uh, you know, 11 years older than me and uh, representing something which was, I was just dreamed of one day I could have that physical level of activity. And as a Bikram yoga teacher, I'm also graduated by the Bikram uh, system, which the name is, you know, a little bit tarnished by itself, by him. But it, it doesn't matter. The, the series, the 26 poses, is an amazing sequence. So <clears throat> when I met with Doug and with you in 2013 at the Woods, uh, you know, Slovenian and also the Woodstock Fruit Festival, I realized that practicing seven times yoga a week doesn't make you fit. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was, it was definitely a wake-up call because I thought if I practice five, seven times a week Bikram, which is a very, you know, hardcore young type of yoga, I'd be, I'm going to be fit. And then this, <laughs> this character by the name Doug just showed me you are not fit at all because the you know the fitness has five five characteristics: how strong you are, how fast you are, how flexible you are, how uh, you know what is your strength level on on the, like running a long distance marathon, for example, you know yeah. like stamina, and also flexibility and and uh, and reflex is the fifth. And he said it clearly. Whatever it, whatever it is out of that five is the weakest link of yours, you know, the biggest challenge to practice, that's your health and fitness level. So I was shocked to the core, including the experiences. You remember his exercise every morning. It was shocking <laughs> to me. To me as a yoga teacher, it was shocking carrying you, for example, up the hill. You remember? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember... He told us to run up the hill and then back down, then run up again and back down. Yeah. 
and somebody's behind, somebody's on your, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your belly pack, whatever you call that. And so then, anyway, so yeah, after the, yeah, go carrying, all, carrying all the logs from one yeah. to another, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a wake-up call. And uh, at, at that time I was 49 and I thought I'm, I'm you know, I'm a top of the world. So I went back to Hungary between the Slovenian and the Woodstock Fruit Festival. I went back and I purchased my first Five Fingers Vibram shoes, running shoes. And I went to the Margit Island, is an island in Budapest. I was living nearby at that time. And uh, I ran one circle which is 5.5 kilometers and then i had muscle sore for three days so i oh. realized like wow this is something which is this is not okay so you know a few weeks later we met up at the woodstock fruit festival i remember that and then it's just deepened my level of understanding of wow this is definitely the the biggest challenge of become fit on according to this yeah. knowledge or according to this basis of of what is fitness very simple and then and then in 2014 16 and 18 something out of these three i attended dogs sidro bullies uh, health and fitness science of health and fitness where you train three times a day for five days and it was it was challenging as, but it was always like a, like a milestone into my regime, how to improve my health. And around 2014 or 15, I took up triathlon oh, along wow. with the Bikram system. And, uh, and, and, I, and I competed in an amateur level on an Olympic race. You know, my best time wow. is two, two hours, 53 minutes. And then I was beating my... 40 years old group of friends who were, you know, runner and I was beating them and I was about 10, 10, 12 years older than their age group. So it was definitely a, a clarification and a proof to me that with, with the fruit-based lifestyle, there is no limit. You just keep getting better and better and better. So it was an amazing, amazing transformation. What I understood about about health and fitness, according to this 80-10-10 lifestyle. It just completely changed my approach on what is fitness. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. So, so let, let, I would like to learn more about you from the start. So did you, were, were you brought up in a conventional diet? Or oh, yeah. <laughs> like? Yeah. My, our family was so conventional that our family, every Christmas, we, we killed a pig. It's a ritual wow. in Hungary. Then when a family get together in the suburb, my grandparents were living in the suburb and my grandparents was a, was a, was a butcher. My grandfather was a butcher, a professional butcher. He knew how to kill a pig professionally. So it was a family gathering where, you know, 15 of us got together and we killed the pig in the morning and we drank the fried blood as that was the breakfast around eight o'clock in the morning, fried blood. And uh, around, around lunchtime, it was the, fr uh, the fried liver, the fresh fried liver. You know, it was like an, at, the, at the evening, you have the sausage and everything. So it was, it was definitely a, a very conventional way how I brought up uh, as a Hungarian. And around 1990, when I decided to, to go to United States, a few months before I decided to immigrate to United States. I got a huge problem with my prostate. And uh, I had no clue why. It was just, you know, eating McDonald's three times a day. It was just, my body age of 26 gave me a sign. Something is not okay here. So I took a leap of faith with two suitcases to go to United States as a life is a big adventure. And I decided on that day, I'm gonna be a vegetarian without knowing anything regarding what is vegetarianism. It was not many books, no internet at that time. So basically I just kind of, okay, let's see what this vegetarian approach is, is about. So I went through the Lacto, the Ovo, the Macrobiotic, the, the, the Indian style of vegetarian, Ayurveda. I, I discovered so many things, I practiced that, but I never really settled into 
I considered I find something until I find uh, the raw food movement, Victoria Skulvinskas in a, in a blue-green algae gathering in Oregon, the Afanasana and Floss Aqua, uh, blue-green algae network marketing. So basically that's how I got into, that's how I got to know Victoras because at that time I was following the macrobiotics and macrobiotics, according to Victoras, they are all cuckoos. And I was shocked because, you know, macrobiotics, I followed the movement, Mishokushi Institute, and they were so keen about how they, and so firm on how they could uh, heal cancer and all these type of things. And then here we go, an old gentleman from Lithuania at the, uh, at the gathering at the Klamath Lake, Oregon, was telling him to my face, macrobiotics are cuckoos because they are still cooking their food. And I was like, wow, what, a, what was he talking about? So I done, done a little research and I realized he founded some kind of institute in, in, with Ann Vigmore. So that's how I ended up in the living food movement. And I met with Brian Clement. I visited the Hippocrates and a few years later, I went through their nine weeks health educator program. And that's how I got into me, the publishing business to realizing I want to teach this. I want to uh, uh, offer this information to the Hungarian people about the health institute or the wheatgrass juice approach or, you know, 80% raw, 20% cooked. You know, it's just like totally fit in that time about what is, what is my role according to based on a, in a Hungarian background I brought this information back to Hungary to, to spread the word about that. And then wow. as basically until 2008, it was, it was moving very well, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, and what, when you went to the US, what were you, what were you doing there? Um, were you uh, working there or studying or what was- Oh, no. <laughs> I was working, I, you know, I started as an illegal, illegal alien completely. Okay. Just a tourist visa, expired tourist visa. And uh, I was doing all kinds of work, like starting on the roofing, went on the roof with, with tar and all this. And then I, I was a furniture restorator and a driver instructor. I settled down as my, my main job was in New York City, a limousine driver. So I was driving a lot of high level of dignities from the Saudi consulate, a lot of prince, princesses. And I, I, was, I was basically doing that until I moved to Florida. And in Florida, I got into the network marketing of the Blue Green Lodge. I was a waiter in Florida, waiting tables. Oh, wow. And was that, was that successful for you? I was, I was making okay money, but you know, it was, it, I knew that it was something, uh, not what I wanted to do, but I loved the Floridian lifestyle, the beach, playing tennis every day. You know, I was very active at the time as well. Yeah. I, don't, I started doing triathlon in Florida, by the way. That was my early wow. triathlon phase. That was my first triathlon approach in Florida when I moved to Florida. How, how did you get involved with the blue green algae? What, what happened there? Uh, I don't know how. Basically, I responded an ad, make money, make a difference. Our product, the uniquely wild, organic, organically crafted, and, uh, you know, telephone number. And I responded, I received the tape. I listened to the tape. So I basically, that's how I got into this network marketing of, of you know, distributing blue-green algae, this amazing, you know, source of uh, nourishment from this unique lake in Oregon. And that's how I ended up, I wanted to go to the August celebration because I start making some level of money with the network marketing. So I decided if I want to be successful in a network marketing company, I, I better go to their yearly celebration in August. Sure. So that's how I ended up in the Klamath Lake. And that's when I met with Viktor Askulminskas, the, the founder of Hippocrates. So basically, Blue Green Algae was to me the key how to met with the key person at that yeah. network marketing base, whose, whose background was the hip, founder of the Hippocrates Health Institute, also wrote uh, the very famous book, Survival into the 21st Century. For sure. So it was to me, it was like a Bible. I find this, oh my God, I find my movement until 2008 when I realized that something is not okay with this high fat uh, approach because my, my body giving me the sign was something not okay. So what, what was your diet at that point? What, what did it look like? A lot of, lot of nut pate. I was eating a lot of nut pate. I was eating tons of greens. 
you know, I'm eating much more fruit than the, than the Hippocrates would uh, allow or would recommend. Uh, but because I love fruit in Hungary during the, let's say, June, May, May through October, we have amazing variety of uh, local fruit in Hungary. While I was in, living in Florida, I didn't, I didn't like the approach of not eating fruit. So my favorite fruit still today is oranges. I could, I could just go oranges like all day. And number two is durian. So, so many people <laughs> just basically, if you ask a fruitarian, what is your favorite fruit? Like durian, yeah. But to me, number one is definitely oranges because the varieties and, and the, the experience what I have in Florida, mm -hmm. it was just outrageous, the, the type of, and the many different kind of oranges I was eating in from the tree. I was just salivating, you see, I'm starting. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how giving me away that definitely is, is. I'm just talking about oranges and always my, my mouth is start salivating. So that's how that's how oranges become to me uh, the still the staple. Even today, I have about let's see 150 kilograms of oranges in the refrigerator system in in downstairs. Still nowadays, amazing. And I, yeah, amazing. and I have maybe 40 50 kilograms of bananas in different ripening stage, frozen, dehydrated. You know, so yeah. So you you, you took the health educator program at Hippocrates what was experience like it was a it was an amazing uh, foundation to me to understanding how the human body works what is the connection between deepening my connection between the food and your physical uh, health level but basically the focus which is got me stuck in the sense because I was leading I was leading seminars. I was, I was having my private consultation. And I remember the key question when someone came to me at a private consultation in Hungary is always was, so what's the reason you came to see me? What's your problem? You know, yeah. what's your misalignment? And uh, it's basically caught up with me too, because I was energetically not as energetic. I was practicing Bikram yoga, but on an okay level. But, uh, but never, never challenge myself physically. What I'm even nowadays, I'm training, you know, I'm training 10, 10, 15 times a week. I have, I've, I have training schedule, you know, I was biking, I was doing yoga, I do some cardio, TRX. So I'm a very physical being. But at that time, I was like, just a kind of a mellow level of, yeah. you know, and then, and then I, 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 love the, I love the approach when I realized that something is bigger, bigger out there than the approach is how you can increase or, or uh, top up your physical uh, uh, measure. I mean, your physical sport activity level, measurable sport activity, performance level. I, I was looking for the word. When you can improve your performance via fruits and vegetables. That's a different approach instead of focusing on the sickness level of the of yeah. the of the Hippocrates approach yeah yeah sure and what what was the program were you living in there were you having classes every day how did it work uh basically I was teaching the Drumbolo's Drumbolo Melchizedek uh, flower of life workshop I was also a flower of life facilitator by Drumbolo and then during that workshop I was I was teaching that workshop in my home setting and then as I was teaching that workshop I was feeding the participant who came to my home and I was feeding them according to, a, you know, I've been a vegan since 1990. So I was, I was feeding them with vegan menu. I have a chef who was, who was living with me during the workshop settings. And at the workshop, I was basically giving them some, you know, maybe an hour lecture on the Hippocrates lifestyle. And then if anyone want to take it further for a private consultation, that's how I so-called gained or marketed myself as a health educator if, without YouTube, without any, any uh, social media platform at that time. So that's why I got into the, to the you know, express my uh, level of understanding, the level of wisdom that I learned from Hippocrates and I passed it on to individuals on a deeper level. And also with the publishing company, they were, sometimes they were having, you know, many uh, talk and gathering 
around the around the country. So it was always, you know, I was invited as a, you know as a guest speaker on a vegetarian movement. So I basically made a name, so to speak, to myself in the Hungarian vegetarian community at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And- when did you start with yoga? Was that before or was that after? It was in 2000. Yoga <laughs> in 2000. Yoga was a different, a very different thing because uh, a friend introduced me to Bikram in San Diego. She was an Ashtanga yoga teacher. And then I didn't take on Ashtanga because I, it was too harsh, too you know, too strong to me. I couldn't, I couldn't just jump into Ashtanga, but she was professional Ashtanga yoga teacher. And she, she said, you know what? I introduced you a different yoga. So she took me a Bikram yoga studio in 2000. And uh, I was shocked, the, the experience, how, what I felt. And then uh, four months later, I ended up in Australia in a jail. So I was serving four and a half years in Australia, you know, uh, trafficking yeah. drugs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in jail, I got the Bikram book and I start teaching yoga, Bikram yoga in jail to my fellow inmates, you know, with a, with a jumper in the, in, the, in the scorching sun. So basically, when I came out from jail 2005, four years later, I took the Bikram, uh, Bikram uh, yoga teacher training because it was so embedded in me. It basically saved my whole uh, jail experience to took me to a different level so i I deeply i deeply thanking yoga to me to pull me through to the jail time and it was like a like a devotion to me i wanted to be a bikram yoga teacher because it's definitely saved my life in jail in australia amazing yeah so so that was that was that was my yoga in 2009 i started teaching in hungary and then i felt like okay i'm I'm definitely the fittest person until I met Doc. <laughs> you, you mentioned that you got your blood results done and they were disastrous. What, what do you mean by that? And what, it was what, it was way too much fat in my blood, way too much fat. The the triglycerides was was just over the roof, so it was it was not okay. And then I remember when I went back to Hippocrates and and took the blood work in two thousand eight. And uh, Anna Marie Clement, the, you know, Brian's wife, when she analyzed the blood work and she said, you have too much fat in your blood. What are you doing? And I said, I'm doing what you taught me. <laughs> so it was like, you know, she shook her shoulder. I shook my shoulder and I realized that, okay. So I remember I was teaching during the workshops and I was explaining them the Hippocrates approach, but I start mellowing down. I start realizing this is this is something is not okay with this yeah. with this with this approach but i didn't know where to where to turn uh, what to do i was i was so involved because i had many workshops not just in hungary bulgaria slovenia croatia romania so i was busy so i didn't have much time to to find laszlo so to speak to to look deeper i was just accepting the fact you know, it's not the perfect, you know, diet, but at least I'm vegan. You know, yeah. I had, I had, you know, some issues with my weight, but yeah, okay, who cares? You know, just, you know, just busy, 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 until you know when the saying said, when you, when the, when you, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So basically, two years later, when my blood work at Hippocrates, a friend gave me the book of the eighty ten ten, and that's what got me with the yeah. new new information we realized every word what i read in this book was basically shocking to my knowledge that i couldn't i was i was furious because the wisdom in that book was just is just penetrated through me and i understood what i was doing wrong maybe yeah. i never i never experienced it yet but it was a question mark in me wow maybe that's the key so it was to me very very obvious that i had to see this guy alive it's not just a book I'd start following YouTubers like Durian Rider and Freely, and I would start eating massive banana, but I was still pouring olive oil on my salad at the evening. So it was still not, you know, it was, it was still a mess. So I realized yeah. that it's not, it's not okay to just watch YouTubers. Basically, you have to see how does it, 
how does it how does it how does it work on on an experiential level when someone is putting the food in food in front of you, not just you know a website or a YouTubers, you know. So it was basically in 2013 when I when I when I start a different level of uh, experience, a journey when I when I when I start changing drastically what I was doing because it was so embedded me the the, the pattern the the so used to what I was eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you came across eighty ten ten, and um, that was quite shocking to you. So, uh, was your first exposure with Doug coming to the Slovenia festival? Yes, that was that was the very first live exposure of uh, of of this is the guy. If I want to learn this, I definitely go to the source because his book was amazing, and uh, I read the grain damage as well. And meeting him alive and meeting with his wife and 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 their daughter was just uh, was just a life changing experience and and uh, you know and me and going to Sidro Vuli three times to his you know to his much smaller scale of of uh, workshop settings it was it was it was just even took me further to to strengthen and deepen my my uh, understanding of this is the path what I wanted to follow for sure. Excellent, excellent. And did you notice any major difference between the previous diet, the previous raw food style diet you were doing and the more 80-10-10 approach? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> here is a little, here is a uh, little information which has just happened in the last two and a half years. We, we moved to a house in north of Budapest. We purchased a huge house and I had to pay back the loan. We got it from a personal friend. So, and I start doing like driving like crazy, you know, and, uh, and, and so much chasing the, 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 the money. And then I, and I dropped the yoga teacher because the yoga studio are closed because there's a pandemic around and all this craziness. And then I was, barely following the 80 10 10 barely i was still vegan but i was too you know just totally detoured myself because i was just constantly driving and you know chasing the money so to speak and then my job in november just completely diminished like the company who i was working for is is moved out so i realized regardless i have a bikram yoga studio under our living room this is last little time so I sold my car, I sold my motorcycle, and I, I flew to Costa Rica to a Hungarian friend's fruit farm. They have a fruit farm near the Panama border. And for seven weeks, I was uh, in a tent, you know, with a very simple lifestyle. And I start putting systematically back of the knowledge what I learned from Doug as a personal trainer, how to pull my body back to, to the level what I, what I used to. And then in seven weeks, I was at the farm and the next three weeks I was in Uvita where Doug was exactly there. I met with him three times, just in February. I trained with him. And then when he went to Bingland, I realized, okay, I put my physical level of health to a test. So I was doing training for an entire week, three times a day. So it was 21 days training. That was 210 kilometers biking, seven Bikram yoga session and seven one hours uh, cardio, like very hardcore cardio with wow. TRX. And then I consumed basically 4,000, 5,000 calories on banana and coconut water full on. And then without muscle sore. So from the minus 200 level, because I was not practicing yoga, I was not doing any exercise, I was just driving all day. You know, in, in November, went to Costa Rica in end of December, starting in a tent, very simple, just start doing little TRX, little yoga, and start gradually building it back up. And in end of February, I was reached the level of three training per day on a fruit diet. And my level of health is, is I'm 58 now, is the best ever. I'm training, you know, 10, 12, 15 times, 10 and 15 times a week, biking 150 kilometers, four yoga session, and maybe four cardio, two running. So it's like, it's like Amazing. I never, I never imagined age of 58, I'm going to be fitter than, than when I thought I was fit back in age of 40. Amazing. 
And yeah. what would be a typical day for you on, on a raw vegan diet? I I wake up and I and I usually go down and, and do a yoga session in my yoga studio, which we plan to open very soon. And uh, heated up the room for 40, 40 Celsius. So basically either a 40 minutes yoga session or a, or a, or an hour, an hour, 20 minutes yoga session, depending how much I, I do the yoga. And I came up and I drank maybe two liter of orange juice. That's, that's, what, that's the next level. And then uh, do some work on my computer and uh, around noon, if I go out and bike, I bike about between 30 kilometers and sometimes 50 because I go to the city, but average around 30. A bike, a bike uh, exercise is 30 kilometers. After that, I eat a huge smoothie with 10, 15 bananas. I either put cinnamon in there or I put carob, raw carob in there. And, uh, or sometimes instead of a cardio, you know, instead of a bike, I do a cardio, like an hour cardio exercise with TRX and uh, a lot of push-ups and pull-ups and, uh, you know, lunges, you know, with leg work and a lot of juggling. I practice juggling as well. So make sure is my, uh, my uh, level of reflexes are there. And, uh, and then they eat, you know, and depends. Sometimes I skip a training in the middle of the day. Sometimes I put it in the early afternoon. And then at night, basically I eat a large uh, raw salad with a lot of cucumber pasta. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, get bored, so to speak. I could just <laughs> eat cucumber pasta every single day. Like to me, it's like heaven, heaven on earth, full on. And my, my partner, my wife, she steamed some vegetables for herself, uh, potato, uh, zucchini and uh, squash and um, beets, carrots and stuff like that. You know, cauliflower, broccoli. Sometimes I nibble on a few, sometimes not. So it depends on, uh, on the day. But basically that's the, that's the typical day as far as fruit. And then, and then when the fruit, I mean, this is the staple, the oranges and the banana is the staple point. And when the watermelon comes from Italy very soon, and when I could afford uh, as far as price wise, I could start incorporating watermelon into the day and then all the Hungarian fruits as well during summer. So awesome. basically, typically, typically like that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So mm -hmm. uh, do you ever need to use any supplements, anything like that? I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't use supplement until this, uh, this craziness in the last two years came into our life. Now I, I use the NAC because I got, uh, I got some major meltdown last September as far as because I was not exercising. I was not following strictly the 80-10-10. I was just a vegan lifestyle. And uh, we got this, uh, you know, this massive, massive level of flu, which is called this <laughs> COVID now. And, uh, and it was no energy whatsoever. And I felt this is definitely not okay to have a vegan character who's not even touching, you know, dairy and eggs and, you know, barely cooked food because at that time I was still trying to eat raw, but not as not as dominant, but I was, let's say, 50-50%. And because the orange juice was always there and then have these symptoms of put me to bed for two weeks, I was able, barely able to move my arm. So I was, I was reading, so I started doing the NAC supplementation. Uh, and then also when I got to Costa Rica, I, I was a friend I was a house guest of Deva Pramal and Mitan, the mantra singing couple who oh, wow. organized concert for them. So I'm a very good friend. And then I noticed that Deva and Mitan was eating ivermectin once a week. And I was like, why you do that? <laughs> you know, I know ivermectin. I took ivermectin to Costa Rica with me without realizing that it's completely legal. You just go to the pharmacy and buy ivermectin there and hydrochloroxy chloride as well. But at the time, I was just looking at them. Oh, are they taking ivermectin just a caution? Because at the time when I got sick last September, ivermectin was the one. I got it from my vet. 
you know, just completely took me out of that misery of two weeks of just completely smashed, no energy whatsoever. And uh, so I took it with me, make sure I have. And then when I get home and I start deepen my research on, of ivermectin, I, I have it in me. And we also take two times a week, we take ivermectin, just make sure because this uh, peptides, what they, what, they, what they use in this uh, whole scheme of everything is not okay. And ivermectin is definitely the, the solution. As far as my experience is definitely gave me back the 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 boost even though it's a pharmaceutical drug but you know this is a crazy time so i i just look what it, what's going on and and try to survive in a sense because on the you know 80 10 10 lifestyle i felt is something is not okay they they popped up the the stress what they're stressing our bodies so i i have to i have to reach out somewhere and i reached the level of ivermectin two times a week so that's what it is yeah, how, how, did, how do you know, um, is it Devon and Mitral? I've, I've, Deva and Mitten, Deva and Mitten. Yeah, yeah, I've heard their music before. How, how do you know them? Oh, I, uh, I got introduced to them via just the music while I went to jail. Just right before I went to jail, I, I heard their first CD. And in jail, a woman who was teaching yoga brought a CD of them. So I was basically always heard their music. And then when I came to, I came back from, came back to Hungary after the jail time, I went to, I went to their concert, just like any mantra loving, uh, you know, yogi or yogini. And I just basically loved the, loved the vibe, loved the, loved the, loved the way how they sang, loved the atmosphere and everything. It was so calming. And also they are an Osho Sanyasin and I love, Osho's, I read many Osho's book. To me, it was like a connection on a spiritual level, but I didn't know them at the time. So, and then uh, with my ex-partner who I, I had in 2013, we signed up for a Costa Rican Tantra Mantra gathering with them. And then I, you know, it was a hundred people, 80 people setting. So you're, you're eating with them every morning, lunch and dinner. So one time I asked Mitan, how come you are not scheduled for this year, the European tour, Budapest is not on. And then he said, because the Hungarian organizer stepped down. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to be your Hungarian organizer. You know, and he said, okay, here's my manager. And then basically three years later, we organized the first Budapest concert for instead of 600 people, but the previous organizer, we organized for a 2,200 Oh people concert and it was sold out two weeks before the concert so That's and then so we, we basically got a got a note by Mitten and Deva like who is this guy who's just out of the blue organizing a 2200 concert the next year 2000 two years later a 2800 a big hockey stadium I organized sold that concert and then we became their tour manager uh, selling CDs and the merchandise on their European tour for the last three concert tour in Europe. And I was driving a van of the concert tour in Europe. So basically become a household friend with Deva and Mitan. So it was, it was a, to me, this Costa Rican retreat or, or the getaway what I just had in end of December and end of March was basically starting in a fruit farm, get my physical strength back. You know, middle section was Doug Graham totally just the meeting and, and had a exercise in a, in a gym with weightlifting with him. Even just was a short session, maybe one hour each, but his presence, you know, yeah. just the life presence and the knowledge and still on daily, daily WhatsApp and Telegram connect uh, with Doug. So I have every time I have a training result of the week, I send it to him and he's pointing out how, where can I improve? What I have to do? So I have a day, you know, weekly connection with Doug on Telegram. And then the end of the Costa Rican time was basically Deva and Mitten in their Gayatri festival in Blue Spirit, Nosara. So I was a complete beautiful circle. And I got back and I got my physical strength back, my focus on 80, 10, 10. So it's nothing going to deter me from that level of, uh, Amazing. Uh, you know, that connection and and uh, devotion of, of this is it. This is definitely the best ever, you know, diet or food choice what I could 
ever experienced so far. Yeah, this is all incredible. And one of the things that I've consistently hearing about you, you're someone that definitely takes takes action on, on your ideas and the things you want to do. But something I'm consistently seeing is you are someone that attends events and goes to meet the people and goes to talk to the people and goes to learn from the person and and what 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 to use the power of going to an event rather than just reading or or looking at information online what's the difference uh you know it's like small details i remember when i when i read the 80 10 10 book and i realized how how to do this and i start and i start following durian rider online <laughs> and i remember just seeing you know with the massive jug of smoothies just you know shove it down in his throat and even put sugar in it and uh, and then i was not notified by him or i didn't watch those videos so it was you never you never know when a person having a video log and basically just talk about a certain topic and then and then you just keep going to that topic that topic that topic but basically the guy or the person has an other level of understanding of and then he's a professional marathon runner he's a professional biker he could run a marathon like any given day and I was missing that point. I'm not, it's not his fault. Yeah. It was my fault, not investigating him. So he didn't do anything wrong, but basically because of you just feel, see a segment of his lifestyle on, the, on YouTube, basically you just get a segment of the information. And then when I realized that I was following Durian Rider and Freely and I was eating tons of bananas, but I start gaining weight because I didn't put the exercise routine in. And that was basically to me a, like, a, like, a, like a wake up call that regardless I was following 80-10-10, I was still gaining weight. So I realized that I have to incorporate the, the movement, but I didn't know that at the time. Later on, when I met with Doug, I realized that when you have the energy, you move your body because you have tons of energy and also what to eat and what order and you know just the fine detail things yeah. was making a huge difference on uh, so to me it was like the failure of following someone on youtube basically got me going in my mind that i i want to learn this how to do this perfectly or or, or scientifically soundly as as dog because regardless i read his book the light, to me is reading a book is not as as uh, as deep in my cellular structure when I actually from morning to evening you do exactly what's the setup. To me yeah. it was like at Woods, at uh, at Slovenia I I got this right away and and by the yeah. time I I I ended the Slovenian web, uh, fr uh, fruit festival I already signed up for Woodstock because it was so keen that three days realizing wow. This is life altering, just being in this environment, not Absolutely. even just, you know, yeah. it's like a total, you know, you're total infusing everybody's energies where they exactly doing the same thing. So this group energy just completely like, oh, let's let's sit on this flow and then just ride the waves with these people because it's, yeah. it's so much easier instead of just watching a YouTube and then turn off the video and go out and okay do the exercise yeah. try to create the fruit oh i have to go to shopping oh yeah. so it was it was definitely i got the idea yeah. and after and the woodstock immediately next year dog 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 yeah, i don't yeah, i don't yeah. care anybody else just dog graham just dog graham because <laughs> i know he's the guy he's the guy he's this the is guy. what this is this is what i think smart about you is that there's a lot of people that to me there's a lot of people that what they do is they go i want to learn from everyone and they try and take this from this person, this from this person, this, and they kind of go very shallow with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. They often say, don't just learn from one person, don't just learn from one. And I say, if you find someone that's doing it and it works, learn from them. Like, don't, like go and learn, take everything from them and focus, and that you'll, you'll get a better experience from doing that. And I think that's something that clearly you've taken. And mm -hmm. Yeah, to me, to me was was at the Woodstock because in Slovenia it was basically just was him, uh, Rosie and Grant was the speaker. You remember in Slovenia it yeah. was only three speaker, and then at Woodstock I realized the area of speakers. So I went to 
everybody's workshop as much as I could because my focus already on dog. So I attend all dogs workshop regardless I heard him, but I, I attended other speakers as well. And at the end of the day, the bottom line after I slept on the information what they, what they represented to me was always like, okay, next year, I'm not coming back to Woodstock next year because financially I was not able to afford because Slovenia was so close. I just jumped in my car, drove to Slovenia, bingo. Once fruit festival was checkmarked. But, and after, after that, after that year, I realized I only could go one. If I go one, I'm going to dog personally to see what it does when he just teaching 10 people. Sure. And it was total different ball game. Total different ball awesome. game. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I, and I went to the, the Danish fruit festival in 2018, I think. 18, I think I went to the Danish fruit festival. And I, as well, dog was there. To me, it was like, where is dog? If a fruit festival, <laughs> you know, speaker is Doug Graham, I'm considered to let's go. If not, if someone else speaking, to me was like the 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 desire to go there was much less. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Um, so something that I was thinking is that I, when it comes to events, and I've spoken to many people online and and got to know people online a little bit. But when I've went to events, I've made people, I've really remembered people and connected with people on a deeper level. And, and I've, I've not seen you for many years, but you are very, I remember you clearly. And I remember, I remember, for example, you also acted as a translator. I don't know if you remember that. There was a, yes, yes, to Dandy. There was a Hungarian man that gave a talk and you yes. translated the talk. Yeah. <laughs> Your translation was so good. I thought, I wonder if this talk is so good or if it's, Laz if it's Laszlo that's making it so good. <laughs> Your translation was so excellent. Um, but no, I, I remember you so clearly and uh, it's, it's so good to connect again and, and so good to see that you're doing so well. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, what, what are your sort of plans for the future and... Um, well, firstly, is, are you still helping people right now? Can people get in touch with you if they need any support or help? Or do you offer any uh, services, mostly the yoga? Uh -huh. People can come and get help from or what was it uh -huh. you moment? I just, as, as I just said, I got back from Costa Rica and we just finished the yoga studio in December, but I had no energy, no emotional strength and stamina to open up a yoga studio. So since I got back, it's basically because I got infused with the, you know, with the tropical settings, we are selling our house, you know, try to sell or let's see if the government grant we could apply because uh, we would like to, you know, see if it's possible to go back to Costa Rica and create something like that in there as well. We'll see. I don't know if life gonna, provide the, the time frame to able to do that, but this is our approach. In the meantime, I'm not teaching yoga at my house. So the studio is not open yet because we still have to create the reception area. So we still have some work to do with that while we are trying to sell or try to gain some funds. But at the same time, uh, 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 one of the, the biggest yoga studio in town in Budapest invited me uh, we are talking right now, so I might gonna teach, you know, two times a week, three times a week in Budapest. It's still in the conversation, which my plan is basically jump on my bike, 30 kilometers, ride to Budapest, teach a Bikram yoga class and ride home. So it's 60 kilometers between a yoga class. And then as you know, Bikram, you maybe know, but the teacher there is constantly talking. So it's even more strenuous sometimes instead of just practicing because you focus on 40, 50 people in the room. So it's a massive workout in your brain as well, not just a physical workout in the room. So basically that's my near future looks like I'm gonna be teaching in this studio in Budapest. And at the same time, I'm practicing here at home. Sometimes a friend came, so we practice together, but it's officially, it's not open the yoga studio because our focus with my partner, she's a, She's a, she's a total uh, uh, tropical 
uh, enthusiast without me. Before we met, she went to Bali all the time. And I was visited Hawaii many times as a warm-up fruitarian. Hawaii was my dreamland, dream home. So together, since we got together eight years, we went to Bali every year, December, end of December, and we came back February. So at that time, we are see if it's possible for us to, to settle down into Costa Rica. And that's our future plan. If we're able to do that, I would love to create a yoga studio there. She's doing a face remodeling from Russians, you know, helping women to keep their face uh, youthful and young, vibrant, with, with working with the fascia, not yoga, not face yoga, not yoga, face exercises, basically a very specific things what she's doing. So she could, she could have that online work as well as where the local community. So our future is basically right now, even though we created amazing magic here in Hungary, in our home, but we, we focus on to try to make that base as yeah. well in Costa Rica. So that's our plan, we'll see. So what would be, just to finish off, what would be some of your words of advice for people that are starting off on this, on this path? <laughs> I think Doug Graham is the key. I mean, his wisdom, his podcast, his, his, his videos is so, it's just cutting through the, the confusion because it's even in the fruitarian community, it's so much little detail what they're not focusing on. It's, it's, but, it, but it's so simple. For example, this couple who I visited there uh, in, their, in their fruit farm in, uh, in the Panama border, the Hungarian couple is basically they are fruitarian as well, but they're not consuming enough water, for example. Right. Right. So it's so many, so many things in there which you could you could fall off the wagon, so to speak. So the 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 information is so clear. If you want to be hydrated, is never measure the hydration level while how much you drink or or consume. Measure of your hydration level how much you pee. It's so simple. And if it's only five times as it's yellow, I don't care if you're eating fruit all day long, it's not harmonious. It's not, you're never gonna reach your optimum level of health. Sure. You know, basically your pee, it has to be between eight and 12 times per 24 hours and it's to be clear as possible. So simple things like that. And dog is always teaching the same thing, 20 something years, not detouring, not, no gimmicks there. So basically, I, I just see that he's the guy to follow. If anyone could attend his live seminar or live gatherings is definitely the way to go. That's to me, my personal experience is, is a life transforming experience. Just be in his presence and, and, and receive the wisdom on a cellular level from him directly. That's my well, advice. Laszlo, thank you very much for joining me today. It's been welcome. To reconnect, I, I really want to see you again. Maybe I can come to Costa Rica and yeah, with you or come over to Hungary at some point. Uh, but thank you very much for your time today. And for everyone that's listening and watching, please share this with other people that may uh, you think it may help. And, and we'll see you in another episode of the Love Fruit, Fruit Podcast. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> Take care, brother.